0: everybody this is the simpson show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you i am fantastic i have got all my prescription
1: drugs rolling through me and i can feel the wave yeah i bet
0: my (laughs) this episode with the focus in a little bit not a light touch is it uh no no they they make it very obvious how they feel about drugs yeah uh (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about it. Hi, right, guys! We are brought to you by supporting us on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreoncom slash Show for only two hours a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content, including uh, weekly episode reviews of new Simpsons episodes, plus uh, retro reviews of King the Hill and Rick and Morty, plus bonus episodes, Simpsons Cinema. We have multiple commentary tracks for a bunch of episodes, plus a Simpsons movie on there. I encourage you to check it out. Help us out; we appreciate it. On this week's episode, it is Brothers Little Helper, episode AABF22, originally aired October 3rd, 1999, written by George Meyer, directed by Mark Kirkland, uh, finished 51st in the ratings, making it the most watched television program on Fox. Thankfully. I mean, mm. there were some good things uh, on Fox back then, but mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, Family Guy, this is Family Guy, this is King of the Hill, um... I think X Files is bad by this point, but other there's other. Sh- I'm trying to think what else was there. Football always gets good ratings. True. Sure. The chalkboard gag. Pork is not a verb. Definitely not true. Exactly. <laughs> that's definitely not true. Pork is definitely a verb. I guess. Is there a nice way of using it as a verb, or is it just the? Oh no, uh, it's incredibly crude. But that's the, okay. It definitely is a verb. Still, I don't. You don't get to decide. Fair enough. Uh, it's a good chalkboard gag, though. The couch gag. Uh, the, the Simpsons are blank paint-by-numbers figures. Animators come in and color the family. Uh, forget to detail their eyes, though. Which feels Weird. like... Weird. Feels like a mean joke, honestly. <laughs> like, hand-drawn animation is incredibly hard and laborious. I know sometimes that in the past, the Simpsons have had trouble with their, the character's eyes being weirdly animated at times. Really? Still feels like you're throwing the animators under the bus a little bit, just because they forgot to, they made the eyes wonky from time to time. Yeah, these pupil, generally I think it's a problem with the pupils. Like, in certain episodes, pupils are little, like, I've never, until they pointed, until it was pointed out to me, I never noticed it. Yeah, I can't, I can't
1: say that I've ever noticed any pupil issues.
0: Yeah, it's literally like, I feel like, because if you work on the show, you notice it because you live and breathe it all day long all week all month all your whole life but even i've seen episodes dozens and dozens and dozens of times i still don't go oh look at their eyes they look all weird <laughs> um the episode guest stars mark mcguire as himself big mac <gasps> oh big mac himself mm-hmm. Mark surveillance McGuire. beam shutting down <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about mark McGuire a little bit when he shows up Uh, the episode begins with Fire Safety Day, which is a day I never remember uh celebrating in school. Yeah, that was more of an everyday kind of thing. I it probably should be, honestly. I think the fire having a constant a constant vigilance about fire safety is probably a good idea. Definitely. It's the only Unitasker in my kitchen, Matt. Well, I I mean it's pretty important fire extinguisher. Only Unitasker in my kitchen. Um Lisa and Bart are talking to Skinner about Fire Safety Day.
2: Principal Skinner, what would you say is the most important firefighting tool? Would you say it's prevention?
0: Oh,
3: absolutely, Lisa. That and the sand bucket.
2: What's that stuff?
3: Why, this is (laughs) retardant.
2: (laughs) Sure is. And what's that?
3: That's called a hose lengthener.
2: (laughs) You need one. No. What's this?
3: Just read the label. It's a king-size flamer. (laughs) Bart, will you go bother someone else?
2: Look, a fire! Engine.
3: Stop that.
2: Help, help, fire! Helmet.
3: Can't you do something constructive?
2: Sure, I can do something destructive.
4: Just say the word and I'll drive this hoe in his back. I can make it look
3: like suicide.
2: Hmm, and I want a bike and a monkey and a friend
3: for the monkey. You're not going to start any fires, are you?
2: At my house, we call them uh uh-ohs.
1: Oh, (laughs) Ralph. oh ralph
0: i mean that's a pretty good thing to call him i gotta say uh-oh um this is you know and we we get um oh you know it's like these little vignettes around the school around fire safety day we see uh, a joke about poor dalmatians being inbred which is sadly very true
1: yeah it seems to happen with a lot of purebred dogs purebred basically means uh
0: well inbred there it's not fair i think there are ethical ways to breed purebred dogs. There are just a lot of people who don't do that. Yeah. Um. We get all the the fire safety stuff. Then we see the volunteer fire department players, which is it's Ned and Maud and a I think are the are the only people on stage. Right. As far as I can tell, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's it is in the mold of the, um, uh panic uh marijuana weed stoner stoner panic movies of yesteryear i I shouldn't say yesteryear because they're like 60 years old at this point but it is you know ned playing a biker type who does drugs and that's all hey we do the drugs um and then falls asleep with a lit cigarette and burns down burns down his pants they don't even. Well, it just starts at his pants, then it goes everywhere. Wink. <laughs> uh, he unfortunately does catch his pants on fire and has to break up the bit. Uh, to how dare to put he them break out? Up the bit. Unfortunately, rolling only makes it worse, just like in real life. Um, did you notice anything strange about this scene, man? Hmm. I can't say that I did. Um, Maude Flanders normally is voiced by Maggie. Roswell. Uh-huh. In this scene, she is not voiced by Maggie Roswell. She is voiced by Marcia Mitzman Gavin. You know, I thought
1: her voice sounded a little different, but mm-hmm. I thought I was just oh, the Maud voice actress doing a, a weird
0: uh bit. No, it is a different voice actress because Maggie Roswell left the show and Maud Flanders will soon leave the show. <laughs> Aww. Uh, later in this season and this is just a for those in the know this is a little bit of foreshadowing because maud doesn't get a lot of lines in the rest of these episodes until her death and all the other maggie roswell characters to get they don't say a lot late lately they after this because maggie roswell is leads the show for a while Uh, eventually does come back but we'll talk about that extensively uh when when poor mod mod flanders takes a t-shirt to the head a t-shirt to the head falls and dies yeah we'll talk about that a lot believe me i have a lot of things to say about that but that's the strange it's a, it's weird you know you notice like i notice it i don't know if i noticed it because i knew but you can definitely hear the voices it's different it's not bad it's just a little bit stranger um they try and put out ned his pants are on fire with the hose but the hose is being used and it is because bart has taken it and flooded the gym uh, unleashes a tidal wave of pent-up water from the gym ruins the gym floor uh skinner is furious and has a meeting with homer and march
3: your son is a ravenous demon relentlessly knowing at all that's good and true. (laughs) Yeah, he's something else all right. But worst of all, he drags down the grades of anyone who sits near him. Just look at this pattern. Hey, that looks like Bart. And turning to the 3-D map, we see an unmistakable cone of ignorance. Put it away, put it away. Very well, but there's no escaping the truth. Bart has a classic case of attention deficit disorder.
2: You mean like John Leguizamo?
3: How should I know? The point is, ADD makes children restless and easily distracted. Hi, March.
4: it's me, Homer. <clears throat> what, time to go?
3: Please, Mr. Simpson. I'm afraid I'll have to expel your son. <gasps> Unless you're willing to try a radical, untested, potentially dangerous... Antibar? No, it's a new drug called Focusin. A
2: drug? I know Bart can be rambunctious, but he's not some hyperactive monster. Give me an A!
3: <gasps> give me an Good lord he's gotten into the pep closet i'd say
0: he's coming out of the pep closet <laughs> oh, oh
1: homer just
0: yeah hmm. there's okay yeah. this episode is not subtle in its jokes it is in your face all the time um it's there is no nuance to its treatment and discussion of adhd uh it is it, it is it is like the fire hose that Bart uses to flood the gym. It is full on 100% here is just trope kind of of just generalized you know th- this episode is not a good exa- it's not like a close examination of medic, you know the the debate about medicating kids is not there's no nuance about ADHD It's not here. okay. Um, I tried to disabuse myself of that notion to begin with, and I think it helped because I I like this episode. I think it's funny.
1: Well, I mean, as our criteria go, generally, you know, we we basically have an X, Y axis. Is it funny and is it? uh does it make you feel for the characters and enjoy their character development and their interactions and who they are uh in order to even get on that xy axis you have to pass the basics of does this episode make sense do the characters act at all like they're supposed to yeah yeah and i think for the most part this episode has a few things like you said that are just kind of a little bit off but is but they're small enough that they're ignorable and you can actually get it onto the axis and once it's on there it actually scores pretty well
0: yeah it actually surprised me i wasn't it certainly is not. It is not a season six episode or whatever. It's not a season eight episode. It is not the, well, engaging in the characters in that deep a fashion. But it makes sense, which, like you said, like it. That is this is a, this is the same run as the rest of season ten. You know, wrapping up in the early season eleven, and it, I this makes sense it goes from a to b to c to d and every step along the way even if i disagree with some of them a little bit it 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 reads things happen for reasons characters do things for reasons characters act like themselves um homer is not a complete jerk like it, it holds together and frankly i think the the comedy writing is really strong it is really funny uh i i laughed i think it is a a very it's a very funny episode i I have quibbles with the way they portray medication and stuff like that, but frankly getting angry at this for how it shows like how it uses focus in is like getting angry at uh what was that? Limitless is that the or uh or what's the what's that show that they take the drug and it makes them a genius? (laughs) Limitless, yeah. yeah. That's limitless. Okay, I wasn't sure. I know there was like I think two, uh, two or three of them came out at the same time. Like the weird Armageddon and Deep Impact thing happened, where like you, you get the same plot in two different movies. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, so Bart is going to be expelled unless he agrees to take this weird medication. Um, yes, because schools can do that. They can just be like, oh yeah, you have to take this. I mean they can't directly but you know you can get locked out of going to schools for certain reasons and bart certainly has a history of behavioral problems what bart no no never so they um they go to the lab and check it out see what it is
4: they become your
2: slaves
0: yes but it's not about slavery. It's about helping kids concentrate. This
2: pill reduces class clownism 44%. With 60% less sass mouth. The only thing more effective is regular exercise. Shredded, shredded. Fix the gun, Next the gun.
4: Mushroom
1: bonus
2: <laughs> How will we get Bart to take these? It's all about
4: trust, honey.
2: Ow, knock it off. We agreed we'd discuss the medication with Bart. Medication?
4: Some special helpers that'll make you a good boy.
2: I don't want to take drugs.
4: Sure you do. All your favorite stars have used drugs. Brett Butler, Tim Allen, Tommy Lee, Andy Dick.
2: He's just flamboyant.
4: Yeah, and I'm a size four.
2: Dad, I admit I have some problems, but drugs aren't the answer.
0: Well, you little. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> the- Those extraordinarily relevant uh, celebrity references. Uh,
1: Exactly. I see that and I'm just like, oh, come on. No, no, just just no.
0: Everyone – I mean, Tim Allen is still – people still talk about Tim Allen.
1: That's true. Uh, Also, that's a great way to get your kids to take prescription medication uh, is to remind them that all of their favorite celebrities take illegal drugs. (laughs) Whether or not they should be illegal is still illegal, you know, for debate, but,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, it's – again, this episode does not want to – it is not engaging with any deeper nuance about prescription drugs versus illegal drugs either. You know, it, there's nothing in it about this. It is – and frankly, I think it's better for it, honestly. Like – Yeah, that's true because if they had tried to go
1: further into it, it would have led to a lot of explanation and not a lot more laughs. So this is probably
0: the smart way to go about and it. F- I don't – Considering what is in this episode, I don't really trust uh, The Simpsons to capture the nuance. The nuance in – the in because, one, there was a lot of, uh, I think, news coverage of children being over-medicated, especially in regards to ADHD. Uh, it really wasn't – it was overblown. Um, and sometimes it worked. And sometimes it didn't, just like all medicine so it's i don't i don't
1: are you trying to tell me that some medicines work and some medicines don't for every person because every person's body is
0: different maybe that there is really complicated and i don't the simpsons probably shouldn't no robbie
1: everything is black and white (laughs) easy
0: peasy there's no complicated Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i think yeah that's i think it's very complicated uh so bart doesn't want to take the drugs and I think that's the thing I like most about this episode, and then it grounds it in character. You know, Marge being like Marge. Marge wanting Bart to be a good kid. She sees the good in him and she thinks, oh well, maybe this drug actually will help. You know, it worked. We saw it. You see that it's not in that clip, but you saw it work on the little was hamsters. Um, which is I feel like that is an intentional callback. Like to the oh, to they're, they're the same model. So yeah, yeah so I, you you're definitely right. I feel like they're they did that on purpose. Um because it's not the first time that Bart has been compared to a hamster. <laughs> um so you know, I think Mars truly believes like, hey, maybe this will make Bart better, you know? And it, we've seen this happen. It's not like this plot is super original because off the top of my head I'm like, oh it's you know, they've there's been all the we we this this episode kind of follows that formula of Bart does something really bad and they try and find a solution to the problem and sometimes the solution is marge homeschools bart or or they give him glasses um or you know different there's a lot of different permutations and this is just like another example of it marge wanting bart to be a good kid and homer is this dumb idiot who doesn't know how to parent basically but it's he's not Like ultimately mean about it. It is just kind of Oafish Homer, which I'm okay with.
1: You know, it's not jerk Homer. It's Oaf Homer, which which we're okay with. It's it's not the greatest Homer because I feel like there is, a kind of sad clown Homer almost that is a little more interesting. But hey, it's it's what the Simpsons
0: were built on essentially. Yeah, and it's and especially considering he's not the main character. You know, this is a Bart episode primarily, so it's okay that Homer doesn't isn't he's not he's not the guy that needs to be the main character of every episode which is every like it seems like way more than it. i don't i don't think it's i don't think honestly i don't think the proportion is higher in like season 10 or 11 i feel just like when he's the main character in episodes in season 10 and 11 he's just so obnoxious that it feels like he's dominating everything all the time yeah that's true um Homer tries to get Bart he tries to trick Bart into eating it by putting it in candy <laughs> does not work and Homer ends up eating some to prove that it works and then for some reason he gets all crazy um, immediately there's no obvious action yeah. time medication takes it takes effect immediately yeah it's it's the thing I I think it's the it's when they get this they treat the medicine like, cartoon medicine <laughs> like it, it that's the thing that really it starts bothering me about it like it th- those are the kind uh. of like you can tell the same story without those jokes and it's fine and i think it's a better episode but whatever it 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 does it gets to the point where marge realizes she's going to have to do it and she does it by just talking to bart and it's really good
2: honey if you don't
0: want to take the medicine we won't force you
2: really <laughs> Yes, I just thought you might love me enough to let me help you. Mom. All right, I'll do it for you. Oh,
4: way to guilt him, Marge. It's what I do. that
0: That's the, the Homer suddenly going... Crazy, crazy because of, he had a little bit of
1: uh was os- os- uh, os- os- tr- essentially attention deficit disorder medicine because yeah. that's that's what it does
0: to yeah. you it just doesn't it just makes your brain run faster basically oh, it actually puts better interrupts in your brain but yeah it's essentially I'm Matt mm-hmm. i'm a I'm a layman I talk you I'm, are a that's not, true I'm not a oh I just got burned. ah <laughs> unfortunately my editing will take all these out and no one will ever know that you insulted me (laughs) but
1: (laughs) But my jokes are
0: so good (laughs) man i know um but we see marge get through to bart just by exchange like hey you don't have to do it but we want you to and i love you and you love me will you do it for me and it's like that it's simple character and simple honesty and it works and like hey good job i'm at a boy that's what I'm – when I'm trying to focus on the positives, when when we're in the midst of a lot of varying quality episodes, hey, good job. Good job, Simpsons. Like, hey,
1: you used a character's relationship to another character to have uh, him do something.
0: Whoa. Good job. I like it a lot. Uh, we go to commercial with Homer zip-zapping around like Bill Cosby. I, I yeah and when we come back,
1: uh, we get a short scene with the family at home uh Bart apparently has decided that one of the side effects of his new medication is making his testicles grow uh It turns out he just stuffed oranges in his pants, which Marge then puts back in their lunch boxes.
0: You don't eat the but you don't eat the you're getting that's the, true, but you can at
1: least wash them off. I don't want to touch something that somebody else's testicles have touched
0: they were in, they were inside the underwear okay they were outside the
1: underwear layer. Okay, that that's that's not as bad then. But still, I, I agree with Lisa. That's gross. <laughs> Wash those things, March. Come on now, grow up.
0: Anyway, grow up. Just like March says, Matt, grow up.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, at, at school, uh, Bart expresses his uh, frustration with the new medication. It turns out everyone's on drugs.
2: I take these stupid pills twice a day. I'll trade you a Claritin for one. Claritin D. Nah. Can not help you? I take hormones to lower my voice. Now all I want to do is fight. What are you looking at? You think you got it bad? I gotta wear a shock collar. Ooh, That's oh. rough. <laughs> what was that for? I thought about a girl I like.
1: Uh, so, yes, yeah, not on most of my medication. Nelson's on some kind of uh, horrible behavioral solution. Some, I guess the drugs
0: some, weren't enough. Some sort of behavioral modification system. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you. Well, I mean, when their Simpsons are in season sixty-five and we have the uh the, the Nelson episode where uh he has a flashback to this It it will make a much it, more it'll sense it'll totally pay off it'll in make, it will make much much more sense that's all you know this all is right, the good. this good. is the university this is Minnesota spankological protocol you know we're just seeing it in front of us.
1: <laughs>
0: fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, so uh later in school,
1: uh, we see all the kids. They are attempting to uh, read the Daffodils by Wordsworth. Well, sorry, wadsworth My bad. My bad. All you poetry majors out there, Robbie, please don't beat me. I'm not a poetry uh, major. Don't. through you're an English major, but you appreciate poetry more than most.
0: Um, or you hate it more than most. First of all, it is Wordsworth, man. And uh,
1: oh,
0: um, I. I guess that's true. I probably do appreciate it more than most. I don't appreciate it as most English majors. I like, I like, I like lame poetry. I like poetry, be- like a- anything after Dickinson and Eliot and T.S. Yes, anything after The Modernists and maybe Emily Dickinson. I'm kind of meh. Okay, William Carlos Williams, he can, he's okay.
1: If you say, so I, I don't particularly enjoy poetry because it's difficult to read. But, you know, that's just me being lazy, which I'm okay with. It takes work. It does. Poetry is much harder to read than prose. But for the kids, uh, they are attempting to appreciate the poetry uh, when Nelson sees a couple of dogs going at it, fighting over a fan belt. So, of course, the entire class rushes over, including Mrs. Krabappel. And the only student left at their desk is Bart Simpson. And of course, this is scandalous. In fact, Bart is very confused even by his own de- desire to not care about the dogs and to appreciate the poetry. Uh, this leads to confusion, but that's
0: that's okay. I, uh, I This is, again, this is a little tiny thing that I really, like, it is one of the things that I really appreciate about this episode because this small scene, because it it is a, I don't know, it, it is actually one of the few things that is, like, kind of half accurate about, you know, Bart taking this fake drug in that he is suddenly like, wait a minute, he can recognize the change in himself. And that is a thing that happens. And you're like, wait a minute, what is it? This is what I'm like on this drug. And like this episode gets into like in later in this very same act, it gets into kind of that becoming a little scary, you know, him changing his behavior and stuff like that. But I feel like this is uh, th- that is not realistic. This is this is very much like, oh, I'm acting differently than I normally do. Is it because I'm on this drug? That's strange. It's like it is a weird thing. It's true. And
1: and this is just the start of it, of course. Uh, after uh, this, we head back to the Simpson house where Lisa is watching Krusty's show. Uh, Krusty is attempting to do a basically spinning bow tie gag with sideshow Melanie. Uh, and of course, Krusty's OK, does Lisa call him an executive producer or assistant producer? I have no idea. Okay. I swear she calls him an executive, but if it's an assistant, it makes a lot more sense. Basically, it is a person on the side who is supposed to control the spinning bow tie, and he fails. Uh, Lisa, of course, is just exuberant about this and goes to Bart, uh, where she wants to basically explain to Bart, like, hey, check it out. This cool thing happened uh, after Krusty uh, almost chokes because of the malfunctioning spinning bow tie and then decides
0: to choke out the assistant producer. Uh, However... Uh, bart has a I, different response I, 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 wait. wait wait before for you play a clip Matt, okay i do want to point out this is a good joke i really appreciate like these are very like i'm um, the, the the fact that the producer says i'm sorry Krusty. i choked and then crusty goes know, right you choked and then starts strangling him simple but funny i laughed yeah
1: i, I laughed a lot because it, it's it's the perfect lineup, essentially. Uh, but yes, uh, as Robbie mentioned, uh, I was about to play a clip. So sorry, guys. My intro got messed up by Robbie. Hopefully you can deal.
2: Bard, Bard, Krusty just fired his associate producer! I'm reading. No way! The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Preteens. Is this all because of the... <laughs> <laughs> Joke, if you will. But did you know most people use 10% of their brains? I am now one of them. Before, my energy was all over the place. Now, it's concentrated like a laser beam. Well, this has been terrific. Let's do it again sometime. Are you standing up to get me to leave? It's from the book. Hey, I'm not a time burglar. (laughs) Memo to self. Lock door. All right, I'll go. You don't have to be a jerk about it. Memo to self. Shut up, Lisa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm not a time (laughs) burglar
1: one that's an amazing quote uh my favorite is note to self shut up lisa uh i i think we uh talked about this earlier and that's one of those phrases that i use extensively that no one else seems to care about because it's just so great memo to self shut up other person <laughs>
0: and also uh, most most people only use 10 percent of their brains now i am one of them and i like i mentioned <laughs> limitless earlier which is the whole i hate that's what i think that is the, the the myth the urban legend whatever that i hate the most is the fact yeah. that people are like oh i only use 10 percent of your brain use 10 percent of your brain at any given time you're using most of your brain throughout the day it's just you use your different parts for different things yeah uh, if you're not talking you don't use your language center weird yeah, yeah so that i hate it but it is a good joke because it's over its expectations good job substance I give you another good job.
1: Whoa. Well crafted jokes. Who knew? hmm Yeah. So yes. Uh Bart the next day leaves a thank you note for Marge on her chair, uh, doing the whole oh, uh, scrap of paper, five cents, uh, mother's love priceless. You know, that that stupid Hallmark thing. Uh which I think was new at the time, so it probably was a fairly timely joke. Uh and then I, I believe at this point Lisa calls him out, uh, and Homer. Uh, decides that he wants a little bit of Bart's help too. And uh, fortunately for Homer, Bart doesn't have the kind of help he wants, but the kind of help he needs. Do I get a card?
2: No, but here's a book called Chicken Soup for the Loser that gave Bill Buckner the courage to open a chain of laundromats. Hmm,
4: my career has kind of lost momentum.
2: I think it's the bright blue pants. I mean, you're not on a golf course.
4: Well, I have been thinking about making them into cutoffs. <laughs> I tell you, the kid's a wonder. He organized all the lawsuits against me into one class action. That's going to save all kinds of travel time. You know it. Plus, he gave me this appointment dealie. Got my whole week in there. Sweet. Oh, this thing will do anything. Watch. I'll ask it how many leagues in a furlong. No, wait. I'll make it say, what's the matter you in Turkish? (laughs) And
3: look at this. A cheese grater. Man, technology's amazing.
4: A guy could do great things with a gadget like that. Well, if you want one, they sell him Yeah, it. a guy could do
1: great things. My favorite bit of that is just, oh, yeah, a guy could do great things. Not me, though. Definitely not me. <laughs> oh, Carl, never change. Uh, so at this point, uh, Bart is basically helping everybody out. In fact, Bart is even tutoring a young Navajo boy, uh, basically giving him, you know, those platitudes that motivational speakers use about uh, – not taking their eyes off the prize, or some such garbage, uh, with no actual application to real life. Uh, but what, what do you mean? I'm saying that advice is useless. It's it's not very helpful uh, to most people anyway. I
0: mean, you just keep your eye on the prize, man. It's not complicated. Why are you trying to add so much like like complication to this? Uh huh. Sure, sure.
1: That will help you achieve everything in your life by just thinking about what you want. No follow through, nothing not like that. Just no,
0: no, 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 no. The the secret is you just say what you need out loud and then it will happen. Oh dear, dear, dear. We're not going, what was that, 80s,
1: 90s pop psychology? I can't even no, remember anymore. No, that's
0: 2000s. That's the secret, is 2000s. Was that that
1: recent? Oh my god, I think
0: so. It's so, awful no matter what. So hey, there's that. I mean, 2006, yeah, the secret came out.
1: Ah, wow, it seems so recent. Anyway.
0: uh, So, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: because of Bart's, I uh, do found... Non-jerkiness, as we saw in My History, My Sitter. Uh, Homer and Marge can now have a night out without worrying about the entire place being burned out or trying to find a sitter. Because I guess if Bart is actually cooperating, he will either be nice to the sitter or will actually stay at home and not get in trouble. Which, Bart's only 10, so that still seems a little young to be left home alone. But, you know, I was a latchkey kid. Could have happened. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Homer is excited about this because his 10-year ban uh finally expired. So the they water, can actually at, go places.
0: At, at the water park. At
1: the water park. Yes, sorry. Forget that important. So Homer is very excited about where they could go. However, Marge has a different idea and she takes them to see showgirls.
0: <laughs> you ever seen showgirls, Matt? I have not. It, I uh It's very bad. I kind of assumed You don't need to. I a was watch. just
1: you can pass. I, I really I'm I, I was pretty sure that I had no need to watch it but thank you for I just want, you I'm know, here I'm here to do the it. I'm
0: here to do the science it's a bad movie very very bad not even there's not even enough badness in it to make it good it's not even oh, I, I I think some people think it's bad enough to be good I am not one of them it is a very bad movie <laughs> fair enough so, yes, it is quite the bad movie. However, I'm uh, how oh, can there be that many people there, though? That's the thing to me that. Well, did you notice who was there? It was all our, our, it was all the, the lonely old men. And uh, why were they sitting Jimbo. together? I don't I think they all at least had a seat. No, 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 no. Jimbo was sitting next to a Pooh, I think. I don't I'm Oh, not, That's that. I will swear actually, by it. But and a Pooh was sitting next to a third person. There is three men in front of them all in a row oh dear all right uh i i don't know why but it was, it was all the single men and, and dr hibbert and frankly I, there are porno theaters in springfield i know there are there's there they we've seen them so if you That's really true why well, showgirls has it's has nudity but whatever it's just it's a bad movie with it. who cares like it, it's true it
1: is a bad movie uh but it's not i, I forget it was x-ray or was it r I don't know
0: have no idea
1: If it was R You could show it In a regular theater And then You could go see it In a regular theater And not be thought of As hey we saw this guy Down at the porno theater So I have to assume That's why they're there I mean it's but 1999 like, This is like you, porn It's but...
0: 1999 You could just rent the movie
1: You don't have to go to the Or theater. the internet was a thing Maybe. I mean downloading uh, pornography
0: was difficult But comic book guy Can teach you how you know, It was rated NC-17 Oh okay So then Which no the theater Probably would have shown it Yeah they could But they wouldn't Because they wouldn't Make any money Because right. no one would go see it Exactly. All right. We've gone off on a hell of a tangent Uh, here. Okay. (laughs) Getting back.
1: Showgirls is bad. Showgirls is bad. Uh, But Marge is enjoying the friendship between Showgirl and that seamstress. She can't even say the character's name, which now the i have never seen it, but it's unimportant. However, when they get home, uh, Lisa is waiting out front for them because things have just gotten really weird with Bart in their absence.
2: Gotta get it done. Uh, Bart? Help me gotta finish. <laughs> Close the door. You're probably wondering about the coat hangers. They're to block the satellite that's been spying on me. Okay. It can read your electronic organizer from space. Even mine?
4: <coughs> hey, I had Lenny's name
2: on that. They have it now. And who are they exactly? Who else? Major League Baseball.
4: March. I think Bart's gone crazy.
2: Oh, Bart! What's happened to you? Nothing yet, but the time draws near. Now let's get those fillings out of you.
1: Hey, you found my needle-nose pliers. But the time draws near.
0: <laughs> I. This is really good. The menace that the fact that I that we leave they, they re, it's a the 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 structure the way that we leave Bart and Lisa and Maggie home, we leave them and we follow Marge and Homer out into this thing and to go see the movie. And it, it's a very simple kind of abstraction of obstruction kind of a, to keep us away from, to, from Bart to keep the camera away from Bart to see this, to see actually what happens in the absence of, of, of their, of the parents and that reveal of they get home and it's, really silly of them being like you know making dumb jokes about going to see showgirls and then they come home and it's a sudden shift of of the dynamic of the tone of suddenly lisa and maggie are sitting out on their front porch and the 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 music cues all work really well and suddenly you get weird bart with tinfoil hats and a garbage can hat garbage can tinfoil suit garbage can hat wire hangers hanging from the ceiling and he's talking really strange and i feel like it's it 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 delivers the that 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 menace and that worry really well of uh, i think kind of that existential worry that a lot of people have about any kind of medication uh both taking it yourself and having loved ones who take it. Of it's not rational. It is not a rational fear, but I think it's still there. I think it is you see it in a lot of movies and, and specifically horror movies um usually, so also thrillers, where they, they 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 prey on that fear. They 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 create art based around that fear of the, and they kind of hinted at it earlier in that scene with Bart in the classroom when he's like, oh, I'm changing. This drug is doing something to me. Um, and, and that way it was better because, I made mean, him. it was he was willing to pay attention to the poetry. In this case, it is the kind of the inverse of it. It is showing us that fear it is showing. And it's like almost to the level of a Trials of Horror episode almost. And I think that's I think that's my only complaint is that it goes a little bit too far a little bit i think if it dialed right because
1: like like you said everyone's always scared of medication doing something to someone they love uh just because you know you're putting some kind of uh, chemical that you probably haven't studied very well in your body uh even you know uh women's hormonal birth control can do this to you so people have seen it firsthand this goes a little far but that's what comedy is you take something that people are actually scared of and push it to the nth degree and see what happens see what wackiness falls out in this particular case
0: but, I mean, it's not even uh, – there is a little bit uh, – you know, we hear that joke at the end of Homer taking back his pliers, and it it, it really – it does a good – really good job of, I think, balancing that that line, that line we, you know, I praise in Cape Fear or in Bartzell. This, this episode, especially the first two acts, act three goes off the rails and indulges in, I think, some of the bad season 10, 11 stuff. Um, yeah, that's true. But season acts of one and two are they remind me so much of Bart's House of Soul. Of, yeah, they really do. Of, uh, if they had been able to keep Act three more online, it would be almost an exact replication. Yeah, because it has that, you know, Bart being a troublemaker and Bart having to do something um, and Bart then facing a thing. In this case, it's a little it's different only in that we are not following Bart. You know the camera does not is not is not strictly following Bart in this in this episode, and after this point, it doesn't follow him at all. It is following everyone else in the family as they're trying to figure out what's going on. But I think if it, it, I think largely it reminds me of because of the tone of the fact that it begins as a very sign of innocent. Oh yeah, Bart's a troublemaker and he causes trouble and he does pranks and makes mischief and it gets serious enough that we have to something has to be done and. And it's wacky and kind of zany. And then Bart goes on this drug and it's still and it, and it doesn't forget the heart. It doesn't forget the character. And then it turns and we see we see Bart kind of be scary. That's true, which which can happen to almost anybody. And, and like you said, it gets to the heart of one of the
1: things about this episode that is uneven is their treatment of, of, of medicine in general. Yeah. Um, so before we get there, though, um, Homer and Marge take Bart back to the scientists who are making this experimental drug focus in. uh, And there's a great joke about Homer and Marge asking why Bart's on a treadmill and saying, oh, Bart suggested it. he said he felt fat, which.
0: Good joke. uh, I like that joke quite a bit.
1: It is a good joke because it it almost calls back to the X-Files crossover episode where they put Homer on a treadmill because they thought he could use a little weight, lose a little weight. Uh, but unfortunately for Bart, we learned that you can't just go off focusing. You have to be eased onto one of its sister drugs, which is like three or three other pills uh, that the scientists get all excited about and are all lovey-dovey. Which I really appreciate the lovey-dovey scientists because they're cute. It's it's uh, husband and wife or boyfriend girlfriend whatever you want to call them who work together and just really enjoy each other and their jobs. They might be a little evil, but hey, they seem like cool people.
0: They're uh, not. Of course, they they're not evil. I don't. That's not. That's I mean, they're fair. essentially
1: running a clinical trial uh, without any type of oversight. So that seems like it could I, be a little. I good.
0: can't. You can't put that on the, the, those <laughs> characters. That is solely on the this, the Simpsons. They can't. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're, they're they just want to use some fantasy drug. So that's what they 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 create the situation. I don't make. All right, fair enough. Fair those enough. characters aren't realized enough to be evil. I would say.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So yes, Robbie is
1: right. It's not really them. What, what was anyway, that? What'd you say? Robbie was right.
0: Oh, it happens often, frequently. I need a, I need a t-shirt. I, I say you're right all the time. I don't need you. I don't no, know why you care? I, I no, the, just need a, you know, Magneto was right. I need a Robbie was right t-shirt. Ah, uh, of course. Yeah, that's what everyone. Needs. Quentin Quire can wear it when he's the Phoenix or whatever. Well, not anymore. He gave that up to give uh, Jubilee back her powers and turn her back into a mutant. Come on, man. Keep up with Generation yeah, X. I. Matt there's things that have happened after that where he has gone and talked to the Phoenix again.
1: Well, he's got the, he's always had his connection to the Phoenix. We know in the future he becomes the Phoenix or at least he claims to know that and he's been to the white hot room. So I mean it's going to happen. We just don't know how. No, yes, yeah, so you know. he has
0: to Oh god, I, you're asking me to think about X-Men stories. This is going to be I should have I shouldn't brought up. It's my fault. It's my fault. What happens with Bart? Matt? What happens with Bart? He's it, he fault. he's he can't go off focusing.
1: That's true. He came off focusing, and when he's told that he will have to take these other three medications, these the other three amigos, as the scientist calls them, uh, Bart freaks out, uh, knocks him out of his hand, runs over to a giant, huge vat of Focusin, and just starts shoveling tons of pills into his mouth, and runs off. Uh, And of course, the scientists have procedures for this, basically which involve injecting Valium into the parents, aka Homer and Marge. Unfortunately, Homer's only has air, so now he is dead. Because if you inject
0: air into your veins, you will die. I, I don't. Again, that is another one. It's like the same thing with Homer and the weird freak out drug freak out earlier. It's another like you could just do the Valium joke. You don't need to do the Homer dies joke. Like, I don't, uh. I don't get um, Homer also has a great line here. Someone's going to have a tummy ache. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which I really appreciate. It's very good. Yeah. So
1: uh yes, at this point Homer is dying, Marge has a a good injection of value and we go to a
0: commercial. So when we come back, Marge and Homer are worried, they report Bart missing to Chief Wiggum. Uh I guess Lou is a s- talented sketch artist? Hm. Cuz he draws new things about characters all the time. Yeah, so we he see him we we they describe Bart to, to them and he draws Dennis the Menace, another it's it's not not the first time that will that has happened, and it won't be the last um but I think it's appropriate an episode where Bart is causing a lot of mischief it feels very and also apparently Dennis the mess is abusing uh mr mrs Mr Wilson's widow so he yes, killed, Mrs Wilson he killed Mr <laughs> Wilson apparently so we we see Bart wandering into I don't I want to say Bart wanders onto the military base I think this is all very directed i I feel like sure, Bart, I, you can, you're right, Wanderer is a bad term. He heads there and just kind of walks around. He looks like he knows what he's doing. That's... He belongs... He looks like he belongs. That's all you gotta do, and you can go anywhere. He's just missing a clipboard. That's true. If Bart had a military uniform and a clipboard, no one would have ever bothered him no one, at all. No one would be like, why is that boy... Oh, he has a camo and he has a clipboard. He's fine. So we we see a, a shower conversation between two uh, recruits, I suppose, Um Bart wanders on a military base seals a key to something. We don't know what it is yet. Uh, At the same time, Marge and Homer are out searching, meaning Homer is drinking with a crude box trap set up with focus set underneath.
1: I mean, it would probably work after a while. Bart's going to eventually come down. It's just, you know, it's not the most uh, time efficient way of searching.
0: No, I would. Yeah, I think focus in Bart will not fall for that trick but no focus in bart will definitely fall for it um unfortunately bart is definitely full on focusing because we cut to him and now he has a tank
2: my sweet baby he must feel so helpless and scared don't stop thinking about tomorrow don't stop we'll soon be
3: here smithers we're at war i'll begin profiteering sir And hoarding. Leave it to the
4: Democrats to let the Spaniards back in the pantry. E-Dead, a maniac cutting a swath of destruction. This is a job for the Green Lantern, Thundra, or possibly... Ghost Rider. What about Superman? Please. Get out, noodles, seesaw, oopsie, hot sweat, hoo-ha, jitters, sir, wide bottom. Oh, I'm stuck. Oh, Easy, boy. Yeah.
1: I'm sure I'm alive, but why? Good, good question. <laughs> I mean, that whole bit—I I could not care less about the clown car gag. It's just his line at the end. Oh, I'm alive, but why?
0: <laughs> That is a great gag. Some good some good clown and crusty humor in this episode. So, Bart now has commandeered a tank. I believe this is inspired by the San Diego tank man, um, who, in the 90s, I think in the 90s, maybe the 80s, a dude stole a tank and just drove around. It did not end well for him. <laughs> Probably not, because, I mean, driving a tank seems like a lot of fun, but it also seems like something that could get a lot of people hurt. Uh, I think, luckily, I don't think he hurt anyone, um, but he also, he couldn't, the tank wouldn't fire anything. He just drove around it until he got arrested. Um, I think. I don't really want to know if it turned out worse than that. So, Bart is driving around. He's in a tank. He can't be stopped, really. Um, Marge tries to stop him, and Bart, Bart runs out of gas.
4: My God, is she brave, standing up to that freaked out junkie.
2: Dad, that junkie is your son. Why don't you just tell everybody? Hey, Mom, thanks for coming out. Oh, thank you for stopping the tank. It ran out of gas. Oh, so, Bart... Question. How about getting out of the tank? Huh? Maybe stopping your rampage, huh? We could go to Krusty Burger. Okay, sure. (gasps) Right after I blow up one thing. (laughs)
3: good lord he's going to fire
2: all right scott the school dude no stop think of the children
3: Uh, (laughs) not the church jesus lives there the french door
4: you monster not the sky
0: that's where clouds are born It's where clouds are born man
1: it's where clouds are born and live and inspire
0: us that's where jesus lives um i that's when bart says question to marge i say that's i use i ever since i watched this episode i've done that to people and no one knows what the hell i'm doing <laughs> whenever someone asks me quite like and usually it's like a lot of times people will give you preamble like can i ask you something and sometimes people We'll just ask you a question out of the blue, and usually when they do that, I'll just yell "question" at them, and I think it's because of this. I don't think there's any other reason I would do that. Uh that you're a psychopath, obviously. I mean, that's also true. I don't think I don't think you can necessarily have to delineate between the two things. I'm also uh, kind of crazy for. I shouldn't do that. That's a bad thing to do. I shouldn't yell "question" at people when they ask me things. Also, no one knows what the hell, like, where and why I'm doing that. I'm like, oh, it's a Simpsons reference, except it's not one of the ones that people usually refer to. Um, yes, well, if people know you, they'll understand. Usually, I mean, my wife at this point, if she, if I say something that sounds odd and she doesn't understand, she's like, is that a Simpsons reference? I'm like, yes. Yes, honey. Yes, sweetheart. <laughs> um, so, Bart shoots the tank out into the sky and... It hits something. Something explodes and falls to the ground. The firemen show up, which is a nice piece of symmetry. I really like that. Um, the fire, the volunteer fire department showing up, putting out the, the satellite fire. The satellite has fallen, um, even though there's no advice in the handbook about how to deal with satellite fires. Water is the answer. Which is usually with fires, unless there's grease
1: involved. And then you get some weird foams. No grease. In satellites. Thank goodness.
0: Yeah, I don't know, there's a lot of grease-based satellites out there. I don't want to talk about we I, I feel like that the one episode of The Simpsons with all that grease is enough grease talk to last us a lifetime. Fair enough. So it's a satellite. And turns out Bart was right all along.
4: That's the end of your Looney Tune, drugs, bunny. You're under arrest for astro-vandalism. And may God help you if that thing carried the Spice Channel.
2: Major League Baseball? I told you they were monitoring my activities. He's right. This thing's got info on everybody. Addresses, credit
3: ratings, what size baseball hat they wear. Surveillance beam disabled. Market research shutting down. Doesn't that beat all? Hi, folks. I'm Mark McGuire. Ooh. Big Mac himself.
1: Who'da thunk it? Young Bart here was right. We are spying on you pretty much around the clock.
2: But why, Mr. McGuire?
1: Do you want to know the terrifying truth? Or do you want to see me suck a
3: few dingers? Dingers! 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 dingers!
2: <clears throat> Ooh.
1: Yoink. Obviously people want to see the dingers.
0: I, I appreciate this, but I don't think this is the <laughs> like this ending is in uh, i as i said earlier indulging in the worst of the season 10 the 11 the tropes thing where like you know Bar- the reason i love bartels soul and every time i think i like i think back and forth like bartels soul is like the only episode i personally would say would rival homer's enemy as my favorite um i love bartels soul such a good episode and it works so well is because it it skirts the edge of kind of the insanity and the craziness and the fear. You know, we see Bart literally have cat's eyes at one point, and he's like, he's uh. wants to steal Ralph Wiggum's soul. Like, it, you know, it, it skirts the edge of the of realism there, but it comes back around, and Bart eventually settles into, you know, just like this. Kind of sadness and melancholy. And it comes back around a character. And they laid the groundwork. You know, it laid the groundwork with that Marge-Bart conversation. And they get really close here. Because Marge steps in front of that tank. Trusting that Bart's going to stop for her. And I think it's okay that he says he runs out of gas. Because I think that's a funny joke. Um, And Marge's reaction. Oh. Um, But you could easily just have marge make another earnest plea to bart and say sweetheart please uh get out of the tank etc etc you know like you could easily do that still have like a weird funny ominous thing about mlb spying on people without shooting down a little satellite and mark mcguire showing up and that's the thing like it instead opted for the insane ending Well, yeah, because for some reason, they really appreciated
1: wackiness. And honestly, I'm kind of glad they were able to keep it to the third act, because otherwise this could have gone off the rails really quickly. So it's not as bad as it could be,
0: I guess. No, it's not. And like, it's not that it's bad, because I think this episode is quite good, actually. One, it is really funny um, and manages to sidestep most of like the things I was I was really worried about, like. The medication stuff and drugs and things like that, and it does it a little. It, it it's a bad in a little bit of ways, but it's nothing's terrible, um, because it it does it. It mostly is about Marge and family and stuff. Um, I I think it just the satellite stuff is it is the crazy ending, and I just it 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 kind of reminded me of like what Andrew said in um. 30 minutes over tokyo when you talk about the quote downfall of the simpsons and stuff like that it's not always like a big thing it's something like it's little things you know added up together and this is kind of that to me because i like what they do here and it's still i still think they i still am left a little bit frustrated a little bit disappointed because i feel like it 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 left things on the table. It left catharsis on the table. It left pathos on the table. I feel like there's more emotion. You could have wrung out of this and made this really meaningful. And, you know, they went for fun. Like, it's not that it's not funny because I think it is funny. I think that's like the conspiracy of the of Major League Baseball spying on everyone is dumb enough that I think it's really funny. Um, And the fact that a satellite for some reason has printouts. Don't know why. Well, I mean, the very fact that a, a
1: tank could shoot something that could hit a satellite is pretty. Mm, mm, I don't know.
0: What are you talking about, Matt? Tanks can do that. Um, also, Mark Maguire at the time. This is 1999. Fresh off breaking Major League home run record uh, before everyone, all the baseball fans turned on him because he took steroids. Although that's he's probably going to be a coach again very soon and no one seems to care. So I've read some article about how I don't know. Uh, I don't they weren't illegal in M- in the major league baseball at the time. You could take steroids without any repercussions. It's not it's not it's not Mark McGwire's fault. Um I do want to note though, Matt. You know how you can tell that Mark McGuire is up to something? In is it because episode? his eyes shift left and right? That is exactly it. His the I don't, I I don't know if that's You think he's working with a dog from uh, beyond Blunderdome? Oh man. This is actually building up a a grand conspiracy that connects all these episodes. Um, Mel Gibson is (laughs) a lost end of season 10. Yeah, I don't think that's true. But yeah, I think he's yeah, he has shifty eyes. So obviously he's evil. I don't know if they did that consciously or not, but it is certainly true that he is doing something bad about Major League Baseball. So uh, we cut back to the family. You're back at home. They're going to take Bart off focusing. Uh, We wrap up the episode.
2: Ugh, it's good to have the old bark back. Plus, you exposed the disturbing unreadiness of today's army. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry we sent you on that psychotropic hayride. At least I got to see some cool colors.
4: And Mark McGuire gave you an autographed bat.
2: Why is this hero made out of glass? Who cares?
4: That man can
2: really slug. Well, I'm not giving my baby any more dangerous drugs. From now on, it's nothing but fresh air, lots of hugs, and good old-fashioned riddling. You said a mouthful. When I can't stop fiddling, I just takes me riddling. I'm puffin' and sailin', man.
1: A awesome. couple <laughs> things with this clip. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'll have a couple as well. But one, man, they are just gave me whiplash with the, their their quick commentaries on oh the distributed unreadiness of the military and of course everyone's uh complete ability to forgive mlb for everything because mark mcguire makes them happy for hitting home runs i guess
0: and this that little uh, fr- okay so i th- i actually quite enjoy i like mark mcguire in this episode i think i think the joke about People forgetting immediately about everything because he's hitting home runs is actually really good because it is foreshadowing everyone overlooking that everyone was taking steroids in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, probably in the early 2000s. And no one cared because they were hitting home runs like everyone like there's been news pieces about it since then about, you know, you look at the home run derbies of those years where these dudes were hitting a gargantuan gigantic home runs and no one cared because it was very entertaining so i appreciate the simpsons i don't know if they intended it at that time but that certainly still carries today because it actually proved true um and also the mlb stuff is so ridiculous that i don't care you know that they forget immediately i that song though it's such a It's so out of left field and weird. It's really weird. It's also, it's just not, like, you, if they ended it with, I'll just have to go back to my Ritalin, and then they all embrace it, it's over. Like, that's perfect. That's great. Like, that is a nice, like, it's a nice little acknowledgement. Oh, wait, Bart was actually just taking Ritalin this whole time, and it's, he, that, like, That's – that is a statement in and of itself. It's something – you know, it's the kind of commentary that The Simpsons do best is when they just – they kind of subvert our expectations. We expect Bart to go normal, and then it's, oh, no, Bart's just going to go back to being on Ritalin. And then he has, like, a Popeye song, and you're like – it's – again, it's just, again, indulging in, like, a thing that they tend to do in the the last couple seasons is they – push they keep going when they really don't need to when they could easily just stop and it would be good they just it feels like like they're making a cake and they make a good cake and then they want to throw in a couple more ingredients and you're like now you're making a bad cake there's a point when you're it's diminishing returns like hey that chocolate cake is always already really good why are why are you throwing in lime? Do not need to add any more sugar? It's already as sweet as it needs to why be. Why Why are you throwing in lima beans? Why are you throwing, like you just adding all these ingredients they don't you don't need. Why stop? It's okay to just leave it at the simple thing, the one joke, you know, and it, that works. But uh, that's how the episode ends and it's really weird and it's that is that little song is my biggest complaint about this episode. It's and it's it's like 8 seconds. And I try and just forget about it. Uh, I I still think this episode's really good. Honestly, I am surprised how good I think it is. Honestly, because I think it's very, well, I think it's very funny, and I think the first two acts are great, even, and I think the third act is merely good. True, because when you
1: look back at season ten. There are some good episodes, uh, I mean, especially if you ignored the ones that were actually supposed to be part of season nine, like Bart the Mother and Lord of the Dance. Uh, I mean, there were a few good ones. Uh, Lisa gets an A was pretty good. Uh, it wasn't great, but it was married to the mob. Uh, it, it's a, it's in the vein of those, like married to the mob. And this one are very similar in terms of jokiness, not so much in terms of how good they are in ter- character development. But, you know, it fits with that one. Uh, it does not fit with the worst ones of season 10. And what we're going to get to very soon in season 11.
0: I, I, I don't know. It's nice once in a while to get a good episode. And one that's better than I remember, frankly. Because this one is, one, it's not as, like, offensive about medication and and stuff as I thought it would be. Two, I, there's a lot of little jokes in here that are really smart and clever uh, that I had forgotten about. There's... And it's it's not hit or miss. You know, a lot of the humor lately uh, is hit or miss for me. You know, people talk about, oh, they're still funny. I'm like, it feels like I just, it, it this, the way that the season, you know, the Scully year is kind of skewed just is not the same sense of humor that I have with the, the best seasons. But this, and so like, it seems like a lot of those episodes that people still find really funny, I find less funny. And this episode is not like that at all. I think this is really funny, and every scene gets a laugh out of me. Um, And it has a a lot of charm and a lot of good character, and even despite the fact that it indulges in kind of the the zaniness and the wackiness in that third act especially, I don't mind, frankly. I still think it's good.
1: I would (laughs) have to agree. Uh, I mean, like we've said, the, the third act goes off
0: the rails, but overall, this is a good episode. Yeah. We'll rank it at the end of the show. Uh, no submissions for this, for my favorite episode. And this episode is certainly not broken. No. no, no. I,
1: I think we've given enough praise to, to yeah, be to, obviously to, not broken.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not broken. Um, if you have a favorite episode, send it in to Simpson. Send in your reasons to simpsonshowpod at gmail.com explaining why. And I'll read it when we get there. Also, if I missed, we missed you, yeah, weren't listening when we did the episode as your favorite, I'm a dummy and missed your message, send it in again. And I will read it in our holiday episode. We're going to do a big, long uh, section about all the missed, my favorite episodes. Next up, Matthew, it's time once again for Comments in News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments in the News Group is where I comb through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group see what people were talking about. Week or two after an episode debut, mostly what they thought of it, you know, if there's anything interesting, notes anything they else anything else they noted in particular. So, Matt, I got a selection of reviews. I, I these are the ones that stood out to me immediately. I will say, overall, this episode is getting above average. I think most people liked it. Um, it's what, the longer the show goes on, the more in touch we seem to be, or are in sync with the reviews. <laughs> I just wanted to point out. Uh, I just wanted to read a, a, a handful because I felt like they were, it's a very, str- very, str- I was looking at them and these are the first ones I saw and it was very strange to me. Um, is this a return to seasons one through seven? It sure seems so. There was dumb Homer, motherly Marge, and mischievous Bart. The first two acts were A material, while third, while wacky, was still quite funny indeed. The opening scene was a classic with Maude and Ed Flanders in the hippie skit. Also the scene with Mark Wire, though it seemed rushed, was also quite funny. A. And then, the next ep- review, literally, a horrible episode even by last year's standard. The plot made very little sense, and the conspiracy theory was just some filler material to make the episode long enough for viewing. Plus, the social commentary in the overdrug society was too weak for this episode. Guess Fox is trying to make the show appeal to the non-intellectuals and non-nerds. F. Wow, those are quite uh, differing viewpoints there. And and wait, wait, wait. This is the kind, this is another review. This is the kind of uh, episode I vastly prefer to cookie cutter Homer acts like a huge jerk, resulting in a bunch of hokey slapstick shows. Most notably, it drove home a highly relevant message without resorting to in your face preachiness. Here's hoping we get more like this as season 11 progresses. A. Wait, there's more. Another review. A despicably shoddy episode with no direction at all. There are a few funny moments, and the only real substance is, is in Act 2. And even there, the writing is lousy. Current writers are simply incapable of writing character-driven episodes, and I'd almost say like they should stop trying, but when they don't attempt to put em- emphasis on characters, the episode is usually funny. Homer and Marge's characterization is the only strong point. D minus. Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm.
1: So, it's like Simpsons fans have a whole bunch of different things they want from the show, and when it's not there, they burn it all down.
0: Yeah, I... I yeah. and it's it sounds like this when I start to understand the writers' complaints about fans and internet fans in particular, when you're yeah. getting this such a crazy disparate reactions. Um they talked about Maggie Roswell leaving the show. Um and they talked about Marsha Mitzman Gavin, which is a name I'd never heard of before. Um I not realized that she was the person who filled in, so I that's news to me. Uh they also talk about the word frag. Because the camp, the the army camp that Bart wanders into, is called Camp Frag, with two G Interesting, two G's, but it's still Frag. Um, uh, Frag as a slang term dates back at least to the Vietnam War. To frag someone meant to kill someone, usually a hated officer or leader who was too gung ho in a manner that made it t- look like enemy action, such as rolling a a fragmentation grenade, hence a Frag, into the victim's tent while co-conspirators fire the rifles so to swear they saw uh, the Viet Cong fleeing the scene. Yeesh, Presum- that's rough presumably the usage mutated to meaning kill someone in a nasty way is in the video game quake or doom uh but as a name for an army base it's more blackly humorous in terms of its original meaning yeah i think nowadays it's like frag is a completely a video game thing
1: yeah i don't know. i've i never realized that it was a, a thing that in an actual military term before that that's that's a rough uh behavior that it was based on yeah Ooh. there's
0: there's a you know there's various you can look at a lot of vietnam era any any movies set in vietnam or around vietnam war and there's a lot of subplots or plots involving mutiny and murdering officers because you know for whatever reason you can you know, there are a myriad of reasons but yeah. yeah frag them makes it mean something totally different yeah um With that lovely information now all in your minds, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. (gasps) Yellow?
2: KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.
0: Yellow? Listener Question of the Week this week is what is the most disappointing celebrity guest star? You know, not the worst, just disappointing. What do you expect more from? Uh, Tons of great answers, as always. Uh, First from Shams. Since I can't use practically every single one past season 10, I'll say Katy Perry's instead of the probably more popular Lady Gaga or Bieber. I think all three of those are all three of them were used as answers. (laughs) So, yes. Nick, uh, Daniel Radcliffe on the Trios for Horror episode playing a vampire. Not only was I excited that he was on the show since he was talented, but he was in a spoof of the rival series to Harry Potter. Instead, it was bland and boring and one of the worst Trios segments. He was also used most, more recently, in that Minecraft convention scene. You remember yeah. that? And that made no sense whatsoever. Why is he? Why Daniel Radcliffe Radcliffe showing up in a Minecraft thing? No sense. Uh, James Joe Namath from Bart Star. I was looking forward to finding out the secret to being a great quarterback, but instead, I just found out that vapor lock is the third most common cause of stalling. It's a good, that's a funny joke. Andrew, uh, friend of the show, Andrew Bloom. Seth Rogen in season twenty one's Homer the Whopper. Uh, Rogan was fresh off of both his best work in Knocked Up and Superbad, and with him and his writing partner, Evan Goldberg, penning the episode, I had high hopes. In fact, the episode was promoted as a showbiz satire, and a superhero spoof made it seem like it'd be right up my alley. Instead, we ended up with a tired, not especially funny episode where Rogan didn't shine as either writer or guest star. True. jacob uh, being a fan of fish for years and being a fan of the simpsons from the very beginning i thought it'd be great to have them on the show throughout college my f- my friends and i waited for the day then the medical marijuana episode happened they were in it and i nearly screamed when i heard them playing around like an antelope it was great and the joke about medical marijuana was fantastic but this was disappointing because it was over too quick hey look college age hipster simpsons fans here's your favorite jam band okay done that was all that's a lot of the time that's the the thing yeah, especially when they're playing themselves. If they're playing another character, they tend to be in the episode a little longer, which I think is one of the, the problems with a lot of these. Um, John, damn, that Steve Buscemi episode was really the worst. Not because of him, but with that nonsensical story. I think that was the day I stopped watching the show. Um, Alistair, Ricky Gervais. It wasn't an episode of The Simpsons. It was the Ricky Gervais show. And then Alistair uses a non-PG insult for Ricky Gervais. <laughs> even though... I would agree that it was a, it is appropriate, especially now. Uh, Thomas, uh, I'll always dislike the Justin Bieber cameo the most because it was blatant pandering. They knew that nobody wanted him on the show. They made an annoyingly big deal about it. There's celebrities I like more, but Bieber is peak desperation. Um, AJ, I want to say Gaga, but disappointing implies I had higher expectations to start with. Probably Ricky Gervais or Ray Romano. Anytime when a comedian has an unfunny role, but those two I remember being particularly meh. Uh Christian, Tony Blair, JK Rowling, and Ian McKellen. The latter two deserved better. <laughs> uh, Seb. Uh the Flight of the Concords was a huge let uh was one was a huge letdown. I remember being excited when I saw that they were going to be in an episode. They didn't really bring much to the table beyond just, hey look, it's flight of the Concords in a Simpsons episode. Yeah. It's
1: true. They in that episode especially, I expected more of their humor to blend in with the Simpsons, but they didn't really do that. They were just random guys.
0: Yeah. And it's really – and Fly like, Conquerance is so good and you'd think they could add their, partic- their peculiar humor to it, but not really. Um, mm-hmm. Holly Neil Tyson, as someone with a physics and astronomy background, I was very excited when I heard you'd be on the show. I guess I expected more than a minute, which featured him. Yeah, that was really – yeah that that episode is recent and it was bare, not good. Uh, that was the Mars episode, wasn't it? The fake Mars episode or the real – is that what I I,
1: think so oh, i don't even remember anymore. i don't either
0: uh ryan at eid9 i thought bret hart was disappointing especially since it didn't even sound like bret hart yeah.
1: that's true speaking, but i mean that, that speaking, i still think that was a decent
0: one. speaking you're preaching you're preaching to the choir ryan all right excellence of execution deserves better no comment man nope yeah you're, i don't you're, know enough sorry it's probably wise to not to poke the hornet's nest when i'd start talking about wrestling um employee a million at O. benjamin uh daniel radcliffe is so misused first he's shoved into a twilight parody then the minecraft subplot of a literature-based episode yeah doesn't make sense david so many coffees has to be ricky Rouge, just not funny mitch at mitchdoyal13 anyone that plays themselves i love it so much more when a big name plays a character not a caricature susan sarandon's ballet teacher steve martin ray patterson meryl streep jessica lovejoy sam neil malloy isn't that what actors are best at use them properly rant over <laughs> i understand yeah. the anger it happens sometimes you just you get frustrated uh michael at michael was slew i'm not reading all those numbers uh ricky gervais i really like him and find him hilarious but the episode wasn't that great i think the problem uh was sky one built it up so much that he was on it and wrote the episode maybe i'd like it more if there wasn't as much hype i mean that's the. it's not just him too it's like you know it's the seth rogan it's um i can't think of his name matt um the writer writer director judd, a- judd apatow okay. judd apatow wrote an episode and also kind of just meh you know just kind of it's not it. it's yeah. just, you're like expecting something uh lauren at el calmedia lady gaga was wasted to be playing herself she's someone the writers could have had fun with making a character that was memorable and out of the norm i also just fell flat for me because she was herself uh finally from snow hood swan at snow hood Swan oh wait snow hood swan at swan hood swan Whew, okay Uh, Leia Michelle, Corey Monteith, and Amber Riley. They only showed up for one song in a line each. Those three should have had more to do in the episode when Lisa went to music camp. Matt, what is your answer? There's actually a lot of them. Um, I'm probably going to have to go
1: with uh, Daniel Radcliffe as well, uh, just because he's actually a really good actor. And if they had given him someone good to play, like uh, like Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, or um, who played Jessica Lovejoy... meryl Meryl streep was it right meryl streep something like that he could have done a great job and made a very interesting character instead it's a one-off joke i'd say ricky gervais but i hate ricky gervais so (laughs) Mm.
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i'm not i used to like i used to like ricky gervais i liked i like when him and carl pilkington are together that's basically people
1: just like him because he he hates on carl and for some reason that's really funny to a lot of people
0: i carl is literally homer simpson Right. Carl Pokington is a literally actual Homer Simpson, so I find it. I, I obviously will, will like him. Uh, my answer is Jeremy Irons, who is a great actor, unequivocally. I, I would call him a great actor. He plays a bar rag. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That was... Oof. and forgot about that. I, I blocked that out. <laughs> yeah, the episode is not good. Um, I, That episode's bad. And it's a waste of Jeremy Irons. I can't we'll get whenever we do that episode, uh, we'll talk about it. I don't it's that's not for a long, long time, however. Next week's question I felt felt like I brought down the room and it's just you and me, and I bring up the that stupid episode. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Next week's question is what is the Simpsons quote? I mentioned this earlier, Matt did too a little bit. What is the Simpsons quote that only you use? Like, we all, you know, it's the thing with Simpsons fans. We quote the show endlessly to each other. But what is the quote that you only you seemingly latched onto?
1: And when we say only you, we understand there are a lot of you who listen to this, and there's probably going to be some overlap. But, you know,
0: try. Yes, yes. You don't have to choose a different answer because someone else has it. It's fine. Um, there's uh, millions of people watch the show, so statistically, obviously, probably someone else also lash out of the quote. But yeah, you're you. You're a good, unique snowflake. And I mean that in the best way possible. I hate that that term has been co-opted to mean a bad thing. Snowflakes are pretty. Why are they suddenly bad? I don't like that. Matt?
1: I, I got no answer. Jerks on the internet is the best I can do.
0: It's not just the internet, though. They're in real life. Jerks in real well, life. Well,
1: people on the internet are also real life people. It's not all bots, Robbie. Come on, now. Are you sure... I'm pretty sure, because there are jerks in real life. I don't know if they're the same jerks, but I assume.
0: Okay. with that we, uh, We'll see. I'll post this question on our social media, facebook.com slash the Pod, Twitter on Twitter at Pod, and you can email us at Pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matt, this time for the No Google Cherry Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean s m a r t. The No Google Trivia Challenge Matt and I, his when Matt and I will challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. I've already started get. I've gotten some suggestions for this season's wager, Matt, already. Oh, goodness. And one is bad and the other is worse.
1: Wow. Well, as long as we don't have to eat anything, I'm willing to uh Hey, Matt, entertain. guess what? They both are. <laughs> oh, it's like our fans hate us and want us to vomit.
0: The first was, uh, I think it's Whoppers or something—a chocolate candy f- floating in cheese, the liquid cheese. Uh, no, and that, but that I would, I would eat that before the other alternative, which is tamako. Oh no, no, no! There will be no poisons ingested on this show <laughs> because that is a—you could kind of make what tamako is. You just buy a tomato, you hollow it out, and you fill it with chewing tobacco. Or smoking tobacco, either, really. And then you would vomit or die. You wouldn't die. If you put enough in
1: there, yeah, you would. Have you ever accidentally swallowed chewing tobacco? I've I have never dipped. I have not personally, I've but never I, dipped
0: in my entire life, because it is disgusting. And dumb. I, I'm just saying, the cheese and the chocolate thing, much... You're right. After hearing the Tamako one, that doesn't sound as bad. See? That's all you got to take. So you just got to give, you know, the the, the other thing first. Um, I'll start us off, man. You ready for an easy question? Ready. Uh, these are all from Two Bad Neighbors. Okay. Uh, the neighborhood holds what to start the episode? I believe it is a rummage sale. That is correct. All right. Your easy question
1: What item killed the robots in Itchy and Scratchy Land? A flash.
0: A camera with a flash. Flash photography.
1: Close it up. You are good. What? What's... I mean, you got it exactly right, but I wasn't going to keep you too, too much of a... Camera? Exactly.
0: Camera flash. That's what I said. Flash. the Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. You got okay. it exactly right. Okay. All right. You're trying to freak me out. All right. Your medium question. Why did the bushes move to Springfield? Oh, oh they say, I know they say...
1: I'm gonna give the answer I remember, but I don't think I don't know if it's the one you're looking for. Uh they just wanted to live among average people with no particular hopes and dreams. I'm
0: sorry, Matt. That's not correct. What were you looking for then? They moved there because Springfield has the lowest voter turnout in America.
1: Oh, that's
0: right. <laughs> wanted to go where so nobody cared about politics. That's that's <laughs> yeah, what it was. Correct. Gotcha.
1: Thanks. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, your medium question. How much do Bart, Millhouse, and Martin pay for Radioactive Man Number One? A hundred dollars. Dang! Was hoping you'd uh, get tripped up by the numbers because that is a ridiculous amount of money for such a popular comic number one issue.
0: I'm I just kind of make that work in my head is that it's not the original number one. Ah, uh, Of course, it's the original number one was probably like in the '60s, and let's say in like the mid to late '70s, it was reprinted. Or
1: it's a number one, but it wasn't his first appearance, which is generally what goes for the big money.
0: True. You know, where it's maybe, I mean, we see the comic, but you could also say, hey, it has bad condition. Your hard question, Matt. Where does Bart get his locusts from? Oh, it's on the box, isn't it? It is. (sighs) Uh, uh, I'm not going to waste time. I have no idea. He gets them from Edmund Scientific Company. Of course, of course. How how? Why could you get that? Come on. Uh huh. All right, your hard question:
1: Who was Homer's homecoming queen in high school in Homer to the Max?
0: Homer's homecoming queen. Yeah, uh, because she calls him
1: up and and to congratulate him on having. Right,
0: right, 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 right. Um, that that's a thing we didn't bring up in the episode. But didn't Marge become? Wasn't Marge the? Or is that prom? That was prom, wasn't it? I believe it was prom. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't remember her name. Uh I could guess a couple of names, and there's like a one in a zillion chance that's right. You um, can one name, and you I, have five seconds. I understand. Hey, 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 There's no time limit. There is for me. I want to go to bed. Uh It is, I'll say, Becky Johnson.
1: Ooh, so close. Debbie Pinson.
0: Debbie Pinson. I knew it was like that kind of cadence, but nah, okay, that's fine. Um... That'll do it for trivia this week, Matt.
1: I'm really interested in my medium questions, apparently.
0: Maybe I'm, you know, I keep suggesting this as an answer, and you keep just shooting me down, but maybe I'm just getting smarter. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely possible. It's taken me literally years, but maybe I'm just getting better.
1: I don't know. I'm going to go through my old questions and look at the mediums and see how
0: hard they were. I don't think they're any easier. I think I'm just, I'm just getting a little bit better. And I think I'm also right. benefiting from us having to do uh episodes where we've watched we've covered them. It's true. That that helps you a lot. It does. <laughs> to be fair, it helps both of us a lot. It does. I just you've I there are certain there are episodes later episodes I've not watched. I'm perfectly honest. You know, in the latter years. I've seen most of them. I We're not, not gonna until they come up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but that after two episodes, I'm up six to two. It should be more. I should've that's I'm still angry about. Our last week, I should have just said What well, I had the an answer. I just I could have just guessed, and it said it said nothing. I'm an idiot. Uh, it should be nine to, to two. I should have a dominating lead. But
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. all right, that's enough for Tria this week. We can move on to our final segment. Segment so we end every single episode with It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part I show. Matt. I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever. And how good they are. I think I think this one, Matt, this one crosses it crosses the flaming most threshold.
1: Oh, OK. I was actually going to say, do you think this is better than Marriage to the Mob? Uh, which oh, I absolutely. Which
0: I think is OK. I think this All is right. way better than Marriage to the Mob. I think Marriage to the Mob's is fine. Uh, I would sell this episode good. I would. Okay. I'm very. I am bullish. I this is like this is near. I think this is like I would say in the one the te- one hundred and teens. One hundred and teens. I was gonna say right around one hundred and twenty because uh, I I think
1: this compares favorably to Brother from the Same Planet, which had a bit of a weirdness in it. Uh, I think this episode's a little better than that. But the one teens. Okay, okay. Where I, were you I, thinking around?
0: I think this is better than Sajio Bob's Last Gleaming. Okay. I think that is a particularly kind of weird <laughs> it, it's it is strange but it's also not great bob episode um The no. next is marge and the lamb and i think this episode was funnier than marge and the lamb i don't know if it can hang with marge and the lamb the character I, I don't know i ruth is not that interesting a character to me
1: no but i feel like what she makes marge do is very interesting which is the whole reason that character is there i mean she's in a few other episodes but that that is her episode's that episode is her time to shine, essentially. And where she brings Marge to, I think, is a very interesting place.
0: Here, Matt, this is what I, this is this is me. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna be saying I think this episode is actually one it would be above Girly Edition and below Whacking Day. Really? So better than Burns, Baby Burns, and Bart gets famous. Uh I think this is I hey, I though gets famous is great. I think I think this episode's funnier than Market's famous. I, I
1: think Market. Oh, I, I completely agree. I just, you know, like we've said before, we we do these on a episode-by-episode episode basis because I really enjoy Marge on the Lamb. Uh, I don't think this is better than Whacking Day. I, I actually was looking at that as a spot because I think it's better than Girly Edition. It's just a byproduct of where, you know, we've done in, in the moment, let's say. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a good spot. I, I definitely think this is better than Girly Edition.
0: I think Girly Edition edges it out in character. Largely because of the way this the third act in this episode ends. Yeah. Um. But I think that this episode's really funny. I funnier, way funnier than I f- remembered. I thought it was, you know, a kind of standard good season ten eleven episode where it's funny, not anything else really. Um. Yeah. But it, it surprised me. It's a good thing. I like it. Um. All right. So one fifteen. Pretty, pretty good spot. That's a pretty good spot. That's pretty good spot. Yeah. Pretty good spot. Brothers little brothers Little Helper. Uh right below Whacking Day. Right below Girly Edition. Don't destroy the church. Matt Jesus lives there. That's true. That that's where Jesus lives, at that one church. That one church. Uh number one on the list is still Homer's Enemy. Last on the list. Number two fifteen is when you dish upon a star. Still bad. It's going to be rough finding one worse than that, but I think we can do it. I I would almost guarantee we'll find multiple episodes lower than, than this season. And perhaps the next as well. Um, our next episode is Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner. I will admit I have
1: very, very fond memories of this episode. We'll see if they hold up.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of people. I, it seems like most people like this episode more than I remember liking it. But that doesn't mean that it's, it, is, it is an Al written episode. Which, in this time period, that generally means, "Hey, remember when the show made sense?" And Algian's like, "Hey, character heart, remember that?" And then he puts it in there. So, we'll yeah. we'll we'll get there uh, next week. Uh, watch along with us. Um, that'll do it for us today. Before we go, uh, I'm on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. You can please check out my other podcast, The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. Um let's see the are the episode that'll be coming out basically the same day you're listening to this is uh an episode about Spider-Man one more day. Ooh goodness. Worst rec- The worst record. You guys had fun with that. Worst wreck on in comic book history. And uh my other podcast The Serial Fanaticist uh it's about me talking about a bunch of nerdy things with a bunch of my friends. Uh our most recent episode is about My Hero Academia season 2. Very good show. And I'm excited to talk about season three once it's over. Um, Matt does not participate in social media unless you a certain level of Patreon back or you will not find him.
1: That's true. Uh, however, I have been very sick this week, so uh, I have decided that I will be shrinking down my wife to go inside my body on a miraculous adventure. Uh, so if you really want a message, uh, you can send it to her and then uh, she can inscribe it on my insides. So you know, make sure I get the message. Until next time, I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Keep watching the Simpsons. Shh.